Your volume is, is great. Oh, really? Yeah. Are we recording this? It's fine if we are. I, I just I decided to go ahead and give it a play now already, just in case anything interesting happens. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I was going to say, I would say high school and like, mm, maybe that's not, okay, but high school and right after high school were like, was like when I was most consistently like majorly depressed mm. all the time. Yeah. Like I've definitely gone through periods since then where I am for long periods of time, but that was like pretty constant for years where I was just like, no, I can't do any, like anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's probably hormones. Could be. Yeah. Those teenage years are just yeah, so tough. I, just I had a lot of depression during that time too. Yeah. I was still going to school, but I was showing up like a crazy person. <laughs> yeah, I wonder what's <laughs> you should have stayed home probably. Well, you should have stayed home. <laughs> yeah, I didn't go and I probably did everyone a favor, but maybe what would you would you have been the kind of person that like seeked attention if you showed no, up to school? No, when I went to school in high school, um I would sleep in class and stuff like I couldn't, Same. I couldn't yeah. stay awake and I, I remember one time one of my teachers um I forgot what he said, but it was something like he was like, well, if you don't care about what I have to say, just go back to sleep. And I was like, oh, okay. And like one girl was like, you're so rude. And I was like, I, I'm not trying to be rude. I just like, I was, I couldn't stay awake. I couldn't do it. Like They gave you permission. Yeah. <laughs> like every part, it was so hard to hold up my body. Like uh, I was just so depressed that I just, I couldn't do it. I would sleep in the quad and stuff mm-hmm. during lunch. And then I would just, I just wouldn't go. Because oh. like, yeah, I don't know. But you were you were bipolar, so you were like a little manic at that time, right? Yeah, I was just like, if I did talk to people, which didn't happen often, I would just say weird shit. And would you do it for shock value, or sometimes, that's literally just what came? Sometimes, to you? sometimes I had I couldn't like, I just couldn't like it, if somebody actually talked to me, it would throw me off so much that I wouldn't know what to say, mm-hmm. and I'd have to kind of like go into like a panic mode where like word vomit it would kind of come out. Yeah, and and p- part of it was just like a natural inclination in me to just be that way because that's how I was like a little bit crazy. So that would come out and I wouldn't realize how weird it was until after I'd already said it. Like maybe sometimes even like days afterwards, I'd be like, oh man, this person probably thinks I'm fucking crazy now. And so then I'd never talk to them again. Yeah. So you would be embarrassed about it. I'd be embarrassed about it afterwards. Yeah. Do you remember any of the things? No, I just remember like, uh, there, this is one girl that sat next to me in English that I thought was like super cute, and you know I would never fucking say anything to her, but she was really nice to me one day and and started talking to me for whatever reason, and I just said like a bunch of weird shit, and I was just so embarrassed that I just like never talked to her after that again. Yeah. And yeah, I was just like, oh, it's so <laughs> it's you- so cringy to think about, but I don't remember like exact things that I said. Yeah. Something along the lines of whatever movie I was obsessed with at the time, probably. That doesn't sound too bad. <laughs> um, did you have a lot of friends in high school, though? I had a group that I sat with regularly that were a lot of the people that I was friends with in middle school. Um, and um, and my girlfriend was in that group also. And there was also other people that hung out with them, but I didn't really talk to them. So sometimes if my friends got into like conversations with those people, then I would just kind of like sit there. Yeah. Yeah, and just be awkward. It's funny because, yeah, I've always, like in high school, I had my two core best friends. Yeah. And then we would always 
like we would hang out, I guess, with the popular group. Like I would like in the quad, but I never talked to any of them. We were just like sort of part of the group, but I didn't, I, I don't know. Like I didn't, I didn't like, it's not that I didn't like them, but I was like, oh, this is stupid. But yet yeah. somehow we were always sort of like in that mix. And I feel like it's kind of been that way my entire life where I don't talk to anyone really, except for the people that I'm actually like very close to, but somehow I'm still like I'm still around them all the time. Yeah, I'm still around with uh, like I'm still have a large friend group. Yeah. That it's it's really weird. I don't know. Interesting. Yeah. I got really, really easily annoyed by people. And sometimes I would often be just mean to my friends in general. So I also pushed a lot of people away by just being a dick. Mm-hmm. Like I would like get into it with you if I if you like reality TV, I would like I would like argue about it for a long time yeah. <laughs> or whatever other thing that I thought was obnoxious or terrible. And I just thought was bad that I would be very. And you knew that you were that. pushing people away by doing it, but did it on purpose. I didn't do it on purpose. I just couldn't help it. Like that was just like me. I just like that stuff really bothered me or certain things that people did would really bother me or like people being shallow or people being like, well, I think that's fair. <laughs> yeah, I guess. But I, the way that I did it was probably too much. And also, like, I don't know, I guess maybe I'm just better about, like, letting people just live their lives, I guess. I was a lot more, like, involved with people before. If I if we were close, then I would be, I'd be kind of a dick, I guess. Yeah. Not intentionally, just because I was, like, <clears throat> certain th- certain traits would bother me and they would make me, like, not want that in a person. I still have the ability to do that now. Um, I mean, I'm conscious of it to the point where, I like... I'll do it and I realize it and I'm like nobody needs your opinion this much like it doesn't matter but there are there are some things where I'm like okay like dial it back yeah 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 I think I've gotten much better about that for sure yeah yeah and and that that lasted like years after not to that extent but to the the me being a little bit too aggressive about my opinions especially about shit that doesn't fucking matter that went on probably until like my early 20s yeah yeah it's just very hard for me. Even when I don't do it, it's it's really hard for me to not tell people what I'm thinking about something if it's <laughs> if it's the opposite of what they think. Yeah, that's fine. You can share those opinions, but I think like me like maybe like 7 years ago would have been much more difficult to talk to because I couldn't just listen to somebody tell me a mistake that they made without me being like this is what you need to do. Yeah. And this is like the exact thing. And if you don't do it, I'm going to be upset about it. Yeah. <laughs> like there was, and I can't really give a lot of information, so it's not going to be a fun story, but there was an instance where there was like a group message and somebody said something that was false. Uh, like, and they presented it as fact. And then other people were like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. That's so cool. Awesome. And a lot of people were like piggybacking off of that. And I'm just sitting there the whole time. Like, that's not true. That's not true. That's yeah. not true. And I wanted to like post a link about how it wasn't true. So I definitely would do that. Yeah. <laughs> so it was just, it was just, <laughs> but it was a person that I didn't know super well. And I knew that the only thing that would come out of that is just, I look like a dick. Yeah. And it was, st- it was really hard for me not to, but it was one of those things where I'm like, okay, I'm growing. <laughs> <laughs> that does seem like some growth. I feel like I'm not even at that level yet, but I guess maybe if it was in a group with people that I didn't know, as well, I might be a little more reserved. Well, here's the thing. It, it was people I knew, but just not that I was like close, close with. with. And then it was it was a thing that where I kind of weighed the pros and cons. I'm like, people, be- there's no harm in people believing this. Mm-hmm. 
literally the only reason why I would say anything was to feel like I guess I'm one-upping this person or just to feel right. It's yeah. just ego. So I look bad. This person, I guess feels dumb i don't i don't know so i was just like you know there's no positive from it really yeah. so i'm gonna not do it but it was it, it went against everything in me not to <laughs> that's still very impressive that you were able to assess yourself and be you that's a very mature uh train of thought to have yeah i'm trying you did good uh yeah i have gotten a really big complex lately that i feel like i hope it ends soon but it's gotten like almost like kind of crippling where mm -hmm. i feel like i can't talk to people like mm -hmm. Maybe not you or like, I don't know, even know if I was telling you about this, but like more so with people, if I like them, like I okay. feel like I'll have like a pretty good rapport, like text. And then I'm like, if I'm in person, I'm like, I don't know what to say to them. Mm -hmm. And it's like, it's so bad that I'm like physically uncomfortable and it's almost painful for me. And I don't know if people would notice it, but it, it's, it's like I dread interacting with people now because I just feel really... I just think I'm so inside my head about it that I'm creating this, like I said, complex where mm -hmm. I just can't get past it anymore. I, f I feel you completely on everything that you're saying. Yeah, I wish I really don't know how to like, I feel like there's no way I could go on a date with somebody right now. Like, I, I don't know. I could not talk to somebody. Mm. And I feel like it's only getting worse because I think about it so much and I anticipate that that's how it's going to be. Yeah. So... Oh, I don't know. It's so rough. I know. <laughs> oh my God. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know what to do about that. I and guess you would think like, oh, I have two podcasts. I have a bunch of friends. Mm -hmm. Like it, this person obviously should know how to talk to people. And I don't like, I just don't. Or maybe, uh, maybe you're better than you realize. And we just have a perception about what other people are like or how they're feeling when we see them interacting with other people. Cause you know, sometimes I've, I've made that assessment about certain people before where I think like, oh, this person's so social and people like them so much and all this stuff. And then I talk to them and it seems like they have a lot harder of a time than I thought they did. Yeah. And they will make certain assumptions about me and how I am and how my life must be. I think, I, I, I don't know. I, I think maybe it, we're not as bad as we think in comparison. Maybe everybody's struggling with it to some level and our... Yes, perception of it could be a little bit skewed. I do think everybody struggles with it to some level, but I will say like the past two people that I've had like sort of, I guess, romantic interactions with at a certain point, like I just stopped uh, like I'm like while hanging out, I'm like, I don't know what to say and like couldn't talk. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, was that because of the person or was that just because you feel like I don't know? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Cause they're, they're both very different. <laughs> so, and then, and then I sort of get into a mood where I'm like, I almost get angry about it where yeah. I'm like, fuck it. I don't care if I have anything to say. I'm just not going to say anything. And I'm just going to sit here and uh, almost like they did something sort of thing. Um, even though they didn't. <laughs> and, I, and I think it's just out of pure embarrassment that I have to turn that into like anger, anger hmm. to where I'm like, I don't care. You know what I mean? Um, but I do care. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. Yeah, I care a lot because uh, it doesn't feel good. No, you it know? doesn't. I don't know. I feel like I've been struggling a lot for like a while. Mm -hmm. And I feel like it's, it's like at some points I'm like, oh, I think I'm okay. And then I just feel like it's all getting worse and worse and worse in, in, in weird ways that I don't notice until I'm like, oh, okay. 
So what's what's the plan then? What's your goal for um, <laughs> <laughs> trying to get your life back on track? You know what? It's it's funny because it's hard because it's like so much of me doesn't care. Yeah, I don't care. But then parts of me are like, I need to care. Like it doesn't feel good. Yeah, you need to care if you don't want to be feeling like shit all the time. Yeah, it's just hard to contend those two parts of your yourself. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't know what to do. I mean, I go to therapy, and I don't. I don't know. What does your therapist say to do? Um, <laughs> my therapist is an, an advice giver. Oh, okay. Uh, which I appreciate actually. I mean, if I ask him a specific question, like please just tell me if I should do this, he'll kind of give an opinion, but he's not about like imposing his view on Mm. me. Um, So yeah, he more is trying to uncover, (laughs) um, I guess why I don't have, like I don't have a strong connection to my own feelings or other people's feelings. Like I can tell what another person's feeling, but it's hard for me to feel that. Mm. Um, And I often don't know how I feel about things. So he's, we're just more trying to work on figuring that out. Like, oh, that should be something that would upset a person. And I, I don't, I don't feel that, you know? Mm. So something that you do. Yeah. And like, like if something happens to me, a normal person would be upset. Okay. Uh, that feeling to me feels very far away. Mm. I don't feel connected to most of my feelings, gotcha. happiness, sadness, <laughs> anger, like anything yeah. that I understand logically what I should feel about a situation but I don't actually feel it mm-hmm. so I don't know why that is um, have you guys uncovered anything yet apparently it's something that takes a lot of work and like I should be seeing him twice a week but I can only afford to see him every two <laughs> weeks because he's <laughs> not in my insurance so I pay him out of pocket oh. um, and it's expensive but yeah I think I was like I was listening to a podcast um you made it weird and mm. Dr. Drew was on it and he mentioned something called alexithymia and he had felt that and I had never heard that before and then I was looking into it and I was like oh it, like it just kind of clicked mm. like yeah so uh, yes yeah. nice. but he said he did a lot of work on it and he was able to kind of get past that so that's nice to know that it's possible <laughs> did he say like what he did to it just make was it? like a lot of intense therapy intense therapy yeah gotcha so we'll see. <laughs> well, <laughs> hopefully we'll figure that one out. Yeah. I don't know if that was all. I mean, not too personal because I don't care, but I don't know if anybody's going to care to listen to any of that. I've, I've gotten mixed reactions about the pre-question uh, banter. Oh, really? I like it. That's personally my favorite part of the podcast. It's my favorite part, too. Because when I listen back, because I listen to the podcast a lot, mm-hmm. um, most of the time I forget what the questions are because they all start kind of running together. Yeah. What I remember or what stands out to me about an episode is like the conversation we have. So that's why like some of my favorite episodes are like the ones with Jake or the ones with Jaleesa where we spent a lot of time talking about a bunch of other interesting things aside yeah. from the questions. And I honestly think like not like we have this huge audience and we're doing it, but I just feel like stuff like this is like really important to talk about. I don't know. I agree. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess if you find it boring, you're probably not struggling with it. And <laughs> that's, I guess that's great. Good for you. Yeah. I, I'll, I'll try to edit it to be as interesting as I possibly can. But are you going to edit out really important chunks again? I will do my best not to. I'm so <laughs> sorry about that. Uh, that's so funny. If you want to mention it again at some point, I you can totally do it. I feel like it has to come up organically. It does. You can yeah. ask me about it. <laughs> I'll figure out a way to weave it into it. Yeah. Okay. 
Okay. So should we do the opposite thing of your therapist and really impose our opinions on these people? Yes. Because <laughs> okay. I'm not a therapist. <laughs> okay. Do you want to oh, kick it off? Yeah, I'll go first. Okay. okay. So it says, I work in an elevator building that is home to many companies. When the smokers need a cigarette, they have to leave the building to smoke. The sign at the entrance states that smokers must stand at least 15 feet away from the entrance. It never fails. There are always smokers who refuse to do this. I got so tired of smokers disobeying the sign, I pointed out the smokers standing too close to the doors, so the guard went out to tell them to move away. One of them locked his eyes on me knowing I had complained. I didn't care at first. No one should have to walk through the disgusting odor caused by smoking. But this smoker wouldn't let it go. The next time he saw me in the elevator, he confronted me about reporting them. I ignored him and got off on my floor. He was still complaining as I exited. I hoped ignoring him would end it, but it didn't. He now has it out for me, and each time he sees me, he has a snarly statement to say to me. After running into him several times, I had had enough, so instead of ignoring him the next time he started his rant, I responded, and it wasn't pretty. I hurled at him every insulting thing I could say about smoking. That... Uh, then unfortunately I got personal. I said, I couldn't believe no one in his office ever told him how much he stinks. And I couldn't understand how he can't smell how bad his breath is or no, I'm sorry. And I couldn't understand how he can't smell how bad he smells. I also told him if he can't afford detergent to wash wash his clothes, I would buy it for him. I was about as rude and insulting as I could be, but everything I said was true. One person later thanked me because she had thought everything I had said. Some others, though, now act like they are afraid to get in the elevator with me as if I were going to pick on them for something. I'm wondering now if I should make a general apology to people when they stare at me so they are not afraid. I'm starting to feel terrible for being so rude. Um, <laughs> I think we, we've said this on a previous episode, but snitches get stitches. <laughs> snitches get stitches, man. Like, what do you expect? Like, yeah, if you're going to go and snitch to the guard about what these people are doing, yes, they're breaking the rule. Everybody breaks rules. Um, I mean, yeah, if you're going to complain and somebody finds out about it, I think, yeah, you're fucking snitching. What are you going to, what do you expect? Yeah. yeah people are going to get upset. Do I don't think you should. I think that the person that got mad about it maybe takes it a little far. It's like, yeah, you I, broke the rules. Just fucking accept the consequence. It's not even consequences. Like, what's the big deal? You can be annoyed. You can give maybe one time of being weird to them in the elevator. But like, it's a little excessive to, you know, be like so much. But then this person responding super crazy is also a little weird. However, I don't think the reason that people are avoiding you is because you insulted this person. I think it's because you're a snitch. Yeah. <laughs> and because, you, uh, you, yeah, you, you must just be that kind of person that's like kind of a fucking busybody, I think. Yeah, I see it from both sides. Um, I will say, though, this person who wrote this is not the type of person that I like. Um, uh, so people are, vi- I'm not a smoker, but I also don't care when people smoke but some people are very very uptight about it and i i guess i guess i can rationally understand that if you really think that it's something that's putting your health at risk but some people are so obnoxious to smokers like they'll purposely be like <laughs> i don't know and yeah it but, seems a little ridiculous yeah but then conversely i feel like as a smoker is smoking directly in front of a building when you know you're not supposed to you're imposing your will on other people and if somebody has a problem with that you should mm. kind of be like eh, yeah fine i'll step yeah. away it's just not that big of a deal so no. i feel like both of these people are just ridiculous 
Like yeah. they're the same type of person, but they just are doing yeah, different exactly, things. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I don't think you should give a general apology to people. I think that's even weirder. I think you should just let it. <laughs> I think you just let it be. Yeah. Maybe just chill. That might be the best option. I is think like you should chill. <laughs> yeah. If sure. you just continue without any more incidents for a while, people are going to fucking forget about it. They're yeah. not going to care. I think right now you may be experiencing a little awkwardness because people are like, oh, there's that person that goes and snitches on you if you do something that you're not supposed to. Even if it's something like... But it's like, what, was she trying to, like, chill outside? I don't think so. I, think I don't she know did, what's you, going on. I mean, I feel like she just kind of saw them smoking too close and wanted yeah. to complain about it. I don't think she was trying to hang out there and was like, oh, I can smell all of their cigarette smoke. Obviously, she's going to smell him when he gets in the elevator. But that's that person's prerogative to smoke. So if he smells yeah. like cigarettes, that's not, I mean, who? that's on him. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, have you ever, like, dealt with somebody that smells super bad, though? Smells super bad? <laughs> yeah. But cigarettes... Yes, but cigarette smoke smell doesn't bother me. Yeah. Um, it's only bothered me once when I was in high school. There was a girl that came in after having smoked, and I don't know what the fuck <laughs> she was doing to, like, bathe in the, like, cigarette ashes or something that she smelled so fucking bad, and she was sitting right next to me. Yeah. Uh, and that's the only time that it's ever really bothered me that somebody smelled that intense like cigarette. I feel like if it smells that uh, like so intense where it's causing you to have a physical reaction, like you're coughing. Yeah. And I think you have a right to. Well, I feel like this person that snitched probably would say that they had a physical uh, reaction I'm to. I'm sure they would. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, yeah. I mean, like when I worked at a movie theater, there was a guy who had really bad BO. Yeah. But, um. And then eventually, like, he had to get talked to about it, but it was making people <laughs> uncomfortable. But I think that's a little different. You know? Yeah, no, we had, uh, we've had a couple people like that at my work as well. Do you want to know what his response was? What? It was because he worked so much harder than everyone else. I don't know about that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, do you know how the people at your job took it? No, I'm not sure. I, one of them actually stopped smelling, so I think oh, the nice. conversation did help. Yeah. Um, but that was only one person. The other one, one of the other people stopped working there. Ooh. And one, actually, there was a girl that I knew who was a friend of mine that was dating that fucking dude that stunk. And I, always, I, I, I keep forgetting to ask her, like, how, how did you do that? Because he smelled so fucking bad. Yeah, there was a guy that I had um, hooked up with a few times. I knew him for a while, like mutual friends. And he was, fuck, I don't know if I want to say his job but his job was something sort of physical okay so we would hang out after work and he yeah we would have sex and he like would smell like bo uh, like that's rough it wasn't so bad to the point where it was intolerable but it was like oh it was just kind of like it, it was curious to me because i feel like if i were him i would have noticed mm -hmm. and felt like i should do something about that yeah and it seems like they never do though yeah it seems like they don't <laughs> And like I said, it didn't, it, it wasn't like, Ooh, I like his pheromones, like, yeah. but it was just like, it didn't really super bother me cause it wasn't intense, but I was like, Oh, this isn't, this odd. Yeah. This was mild. Yeah. <laughs> a little mild. more mild. Yeah. It was, a little <laughs> <laughs> it was tolerable. <laughs> tolerable enough. It didn't stop the sex from happening. Yeah. <laughs> you, you couldn't just be like, you know, what would be really hot is if we did it in the shower. <laughs> I hate showers. Though. I really don't like it. I mean, it's uh, fine sometimes, but it's never as fun as... Like, it's never... It, it seems cooler in the movies than it is in real life. Yeah. For sure. I've had good shower sex, but it, it's... 
It's never usually better than what it would be if you weren't in the shower. Yeah. In my opinion. Yeah. All right. <laughs> so let's see. This person. Man, I don't want to do that one. <laughs> do the ones that I that I found today, maybe. <clears throat> Sorry. It's okay. <laughs> Those pe- I'm just watching people be in love right now. Are you? Yeah. Look. Oh. Gross. <laughs> uh, uh, so this person is saying, I'm a, um, I'm 25, a uh, singer in a band and extremely motivated to take my career, uh, to make a career out of my music. In fact, I'm moving to LA this week for that purpose. I've been casually dating, uh, slash speedily dumping men who have gotten attached not my fault i make my intention super clear i should be packing now but i am a mess last week i got beyond wasted with our drummer and we slept together he's a guy i always knew i could fall for but since uh relationships aren't my priority and he had a girlfriend until recently i never gave him much thought the morning after he gave me a quick platonic hug and made it pretty clear that he had no interest in anything more now, despite my total career focus, I'm having these weird thoughts. Like, if he asked me to stay and be with him, I probably would. I don't even believe in marriage, but he if he proposed now, there's a good chance that I'd say yes. Have I lost my mind? Yes, because <laughs> <laughs> this isn't even a dilemma. He's not going to ask you those things. That's true. He gave you a platonic hug. You're pretty sure he has no interest, <laughs> but you're worried that he might ask you to stay and marry him. I don't know if that's an actual concern. I'm just saying, I think she said if that were to happen, she would stay. What What is the What is the issue, though? The issue is that the she's issue, leaving, but she wants to stay if it was for him. Yeah. If he wanted her to. The he issue would. is she, she wants, she's 100% career focused. <laughs> But she wants this guy to want to ask her to stay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we all have fantasies. <laughs> Honestly, I mean, that's it. We all hook up with people who we wish liked us more than they do. Mm-hmm. And that it, it, it is what it is. I mean, uh, he's the drummer. Is he not going with her? Maybe she's not going to stay in the she's band. She might be going off to do a solo thing or, yeah. or something along Honestly, those lines. Honestly, she's probably also a little scared about going. Yeah, And is looking sense. for a reason to maybe... Like, oh, I, w- I would have done it, but this big thing happened. I couldn't, n- I couldn't not see how it turned out. Cause mm-hmm. I do stuff like that where if I, if I'm really nervous to do something I will look for a, a legitimate <clears throat> reason to be like, oh, well I was going to, but this bigger thing happened that I have to kind of do. Yeah. So I feel like that's probably part of it too. So do you think it's just something that she should just like ignore and then move? Yeah. I mean, I guess she could could maybe kind of breach the subject with him. Yeah. I, I, I think she could ask him like, Hey, I'm going to move. I know this thing happened between us and maybe it was nothing of importance to you, but I've kind of liked you for a bit. So before I left, I just kind of wanted to see if there was anything more there. I don't think that would, I would probably do that. Yeah. Um, and then because she's assuming that he doesn't want anything more, it sounds like they haven't talked about it. So I think, that would be fine to do and then if not then it is what it is yeah know? but i think you should she should leave regardless yeah she shouldn't stay for him if no. she really feels like her career could take off yeah because then your relationship could end up going to shit and then you like didn't move to yeah i mean if anything try to fulfill your he dreams. should come with her because they can make music together yeah 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 it seems like a way better solution than this whole staying and getting married with him yeah and she feels like she could fall for him i mean you could fall for a number of people 
Yeah. <laughs> Especially if you move to LA, you're going to meet so many people. So many other musicians too, if you're out there doing music and shit. Yeah. Maybe Find two musicians dating aren't the best. I don't know. I don't know. We, uh, this used to be a, a, a conversation that I would have with people on my podcast before where it's this concept of like, when you have these people that are artists or creative types, like does it work with other artists and creative types? I think it's hard for it to. I think maybe you... But it's, you, it seems like it's hard with regular people also. That's true. Um, I think maybe you guys have to do two different things that are creative. So you understand the drive in mm. the other person, but you're not competing against each other. Um, I just... I, I have friends who make music and have dated people who make music and they're constantly trying to one-up each other. Yeah. Um, and it's sort of like a selfish thing whenever they play together and I, I don't know I mean I, I guess like there's argument, arguments against most relationships most relationships <laughs> don't work well so I don't <laughs> I guess it could work in some situations and in most it doesn't and that's the same for any relationship so we have no answers basically well I mean <laughs> like I said you should talk to him <laughs> well for this particular thing we you know we can't the the jury's out on whether relationships work some do yeah 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 but i guess the, oh man that's this i'm gonna go down a whole rabbit hole of what that even means for a relationship would work so let's just move on to the next question i mean we can <laughs> if you want to do you think it's interesting i find it super interesting because that whole topic the the whole idea of like this type of relationship works and this type of relationship doesn't like what are we basing that off of because i feel like I think people Oftentimes, base that off of duration. Duration, which I feel yes. is bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. So if, if we're talking about a relationship didn't work because you guys broke up, I don't know. That just seems like not the kind of, you know, I wouldn't, I wouldn't judge a relationship based off of whether or not it ended. Um, no, I wouldn't either. I know people who are in great relationships and then they ran their course. And I think we've talked about this before. I know people who are in relationships for way too long mm -hmm. and that does not make it better. No. So yeah, I mean the way that people judge a successful relationship is pretty ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, that wasn't a rabbit hole. No, but it is like kind of like a, <laughs> it's one of, it's one of those like philosophical questions about like, well, what does this even mean? It's a very, a very ethics thing, I suppose. Well, don't you think a successful relationship is one that you learn from, I guess, or one it's that you... It's very cheesy, but yes, it, I agree. Yeah, I mean, or something that you at least gain something from or get something out of if it's doing something for you yeah. or serving a purpose for you in that moment, then it's a successful relationship. Yeah. Even Even casual flings are successful relationships if it's feeding you in some way i guess i don't i don't if know. you can escape the relationship with like minimal trauma i think that's a win yeah <laughs> yeah yeah sometimes you can <laughs> <laughs> sometimes you cannot yeah how much baggage you left the relationship with yeah is how good or bad that relationship was so yeah okay next question 
Um, a man asked me for my number at an event saying he wanted to take me to dinner. I told him I just ended a relationship and wasn't ready to date. Of course, he then said it'd be a business dinner and I consented and wrote my number down. I feel that I had, um, I feel that I had bad boundaries and wish a, he hadn't been so forward and B, I hadn't given my number. How could I handle this better in the future? I'm a pretty assertive woman. So my collapsing under pressure was disturbing. I think that happens to everybody in those pressure situations where you, there's something you don't really want to do, but a person is very insistent about it. And like, I think that can happen to anybody yeah. regardless of this particular situation. Yeah. However, I also think it's a little early, like to, uh, as far as we know now, this person hasn't like abused that yet. Mm -hmm. So it might not even be a big deal. Maybe it was business. Maybe he won't get the number. Or use the number. Yeah. I or anything like that. I totally get this because I'm really good, I think, about when people ask me for my phone number, not just giving it to them if I don't want to. I, I think I'm pretty good about if somebody asks me out, I don't like to be like, oh, I have a boyfriend if I don't have a boyfriend. as an ex Like, I would rather tell people I'm not interested. interested. Yeah. I don't like to lie about stuff like that because I have a right to not be interested in mm -hmm. somebody. I don't need to make up a story for why I don't want to give you my number or why I don't want to go out with you. So most of the, I would say like 95% of the time I'm really good about stuff like that. But there are just certain times where somebody asks you in a certain way or somebody like in this sort of situation, I could see myself not wanting to do it, but just being like, okay, because I don't know, there's some days where you just can't do it yeah. or whatever. You just can't do it. And I feel like, especially if he said it would be a business dinner, I feel like maybe she, she said she was at an event. I feel like it was probably like some sort of networking event or some sort of work event where like, you know that he's probably asking you out romantically and you know those are his, his intentions, but you're kind of like in work mode or professional mode where you're like, ugh, mm -hmm. I, it would kind of be rude in a certain way to, to be like, no, mm -hmm. not going to do a business dinner either, buddy. Yeah. So I, I, I completely get why sometimes it's hard and we, for whatever reason yeah I'll surprise myself sometimes where I'm like why didn't I tell that guy no mm -hmm. I just didn't I just didn't have the energy that day or yeah. so, you know well also you have another opportunity to reject this person yeah sometimes it's just <laughs> easier to be like you know what I just won't respond to them and right now I, I think it's like a symptom of where I'm at too where like I said I can't, I can't talk to people like uh, usually when guys hit on me at bars or something like that it's fine. I mean, I don't like it, but it's fine. I can kind of like keep the conversation going or just kind of like shoot the shit or be like, if they're being ridiculous, kind of like be rude if it's necessary. But now I'm just like, I don't have the energy in it. It's just I, like, I'm like, I need this to stop. So if they asked me for my number, I'd probably be like, fine. And like, just <laughs> like it. I can't, I can't, and I don't just not I just change can't your do number. It. I just can't do, I can't, I cannot do it right mm -hmm. now. You know, I that makes know. sense. Yeah. So I get it. I, yeah. It's definitely not a situation that I've been in before, but I don't think that like to this person, I don't think you failed because you accidentally slipped and gave them the number. You still have plenty of opportunities to reject them in the future. So yeah. don't feel like you're not like this tough girl anymore just because like you it's, caved once and gave the number. It's so funny though. Cause you do feel that way. Cause after all, I, you'll be like, why? Mm -hmm. Like, why did I do that? Yeah. Yeah. I it understand. feels weird. Yeah. I don't know. It's hard to explain though. I, I could understand why you would feel bad about it, but I just mean like, it's it, like, it'll it'll be fine. You'll have another opportunity to say no. <laughs> yeah. So even if you messed up this one, you got future opportunities. Yeah. It's all good. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. 
Um, okay, so this person is saying, uh, my boyfriend and I are in love. He's a great catch, but comes from a conservative family. Mm-hmm. I'm a divorced single parent of an eight-year-old, and the problem is that my boyfriend's mother and family members oppose him marrying me because I'm divorced with a child. They're that conservative. They're, they've threatened to cut off all ties with him if we marry. Uh, I love him so much that I transferred... Um, child custody rights to my parents and I have very little what? to do with my daughter now her father is not in the picture but even after the sacrifice his friends are now advising uh, my boyfriend not to marry me because they say that any woman who would walk away from her child is not worth marrying how can I convince him to marry me holy crap I was on her side at first but you think if his family is so conservative that they will not accept him dating a single mom that's divorced yeah that they'd be like oh she left her kid so yeah yeah it's all good now yeah what? <laughs> oh my god i just feel like i'm so i don't have a i don't have kids i know that you do so you would obviously feel very strongly about this but i can imagine and just like if anybody was like hey i don't like dogs I would be like, well, fuck off because I'm not giving up my dog for you. And that's a dog. Yeah. So I, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I mean, she must really depend on men to feel fulfilled or like she's, she must need their acceptance. Yeah. 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 I would say that this, that, that is a fucking awful idea to do that. Yeah. You should not. And her parents thought that was okay yeah that's pretty fucked up also what but i guess also like if you are seeing that your kid is about to like ruin this kid's life then i guess you would be like okay well we'll do it because we don't want you to like be neglecting your child for this relationship yeah i guess it was wrong of me to put that on them but it just i hope that they gave her pushback at least yeah exactly um but oh my god yeah no the friends are right you should definitely yeah <laughs> yeah that's that's just terrible i can't i i'm i don't know how to go about this without being like yeah i don't know that's just crazy to me because i just don't know where in her brain was she like problem solved yeah exactly that just that was a terrible decision did she discuss it with him like hey yeah. if i give up custody of my child then can we get married because that probably would have been a conversation to have yeah definitely yeah I mean, the whole thing is fucked up. I can't imagine that somebody would do that. But I mean, some people, it it surprises me that people don't feel about their kids the way that you feel. The way that I feel about them. Yeah. Like, and I was talking to another friend of mine recently and she was, she just had a baby and um, her husband was at work and he was talking to one of his coworkers and the coworker said something about like, oh, don't you hate it? And the, he was like, seriously, like, well, what the fuck? Like, what do you mean? No, I don't. And that that kind of shit happens to me all the time, too, where people think they can say things like that to me, like assuming that I'm going to agree with them, that I hate being a dad and that I hate my kids and that yeah. I don't like my life for whatever reason. Well, I think that's because that's been the sort of picture that people have seen for so long. And yeah. Like dad's it's kind of this thing that's imposed upon them taking care of the kid. Like it's like, Oh, are you babysitting? It's like, no, they're your kids. Yeah. Like, (laughs) um, so I just think that's what we're so used to is like not really hands on dads. So I feel like when they are, it's like, Oh, you must be doing this against your will sort of thing. Like did the wife make you do this? Make you do it. Yeah. Yeah. But yes, but this is in this situation. We're talking about a mother, which 
I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some people don't feel connected to their kids, and I feel like that's normal in situations. I, you can't help it sometimes. Um, but yeah, is I mean, it's not. <laughs> I feel like she's like the mom who, like I've had friends. I think we all know people who like have that mom or or that dad who always has different people coming in and out of their life and they always put that person before the kid yeah and like that person sees all these relationships and like those like they'll like hear their parents having sex in the room or like like stuff like that where it's just like behavior that like really messes with your kids so maybe it's a good thing honestly that she gave custody to the parents it might be a good thing but to the person that did that you are gonna really really regret it when that kid is an adult yeah and they have the ability to confront you on the fact that you left them. Yeah. And that's going to be a rough thing to go through, especially if this relationship doesn't work out. And I mean, maybe in her brain, because I feel like, like I said, that she probably really depends on being with another person um, in order to get like validation. So I feel like in her brain, she's probably rationalizing it in a way that like, this is good for both of us. Mm-hmm. Like if I'm with this person and we get married, this is going to be like, we're going to be a family and this is going to be like a solid thing for all of us when really it's like, she just, it's just about them. Yeah. I don't know. That's tough, man. Yeah. Cause I feel, I feel like like the parents that I've known who are sort of like that are mm-hmm. like, I did this all for you when it's like, no, yeah, no, you're just a piece of shit. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't understand it at all. It's yeah. so strange to me because I love Madison, but I would fucking push her off a bridge if it meant. Yeah. <laughs> And I feel like that's normal. Yeah, it's just so crazy. I don't understand how you cannot feel. It's just so weird to me. Like, I'm terrified to die, and I feel like there are situations where I would have been crazy enough to, like, jump in front of a car for my dog. (laughs) So, yeah, I don't don't understand it either. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah. Right. Okay. This one really pisses me off. So it says, I'm a 38-year-old single man. There's this very pretty, very nice female trainer I see at my gym. I'd ask her out, except that she has a huge tattoo of a diamond on her neck. Ugh, total deal breaker. If it were a hidden tattoo, leg, hip, etc., I'd deal. But I just can't imagine myself or any guy bringing a girl with a huge neck tattoo home to meet the parents. Why would a woman do this? Uh, because she doesn't give a fuck about what yeah. you think of you. She doesn't want you to take her home to meet your parents. Yeah, he's writing this as if this girl is begging, begging him. him. To, yeah, she doesn't give a fuck no. what you think. There are plenty of guys that would bring this girl home to meet the parents. Yeah, or or not, but who? Like, yeah. it doesn't. Maybe this isn't the kind of person that even wants to be brought home yeah. to meet parents. You know why she did it? Because she likes it. Yeah, it's it, like this question is infuriating. Yeah. Me. Also, I really need a. I need this guy to send a picture of himself before I can be like. <laughs> but but honestly, no matter how fucking good looking this dude is, like I I doubt that he's so fucking hot that this girl is like way too disgusting without this tattoo for him. Yeah, she's very pretty. She's very nice. She's a trainer. It's 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 so asinine. Like it's these guys who are like women live to serve what men want yeah. and like. Of course, anything this girl does is obviously because she wants men to notice her. So why on earth would mm-hmm. she do this thing? And it, <laughs> yeah, it's like she is a person. She's not living her life to serve you or anybody else. It's just I, it, like, <sighs> yeah. And also, like, you can't imagine that somebody else would be attracted to her because you're not attracted to her. Yeah. Because of this tattoo. 
Like, she's attractive. If you didn't know about that tattoo, but that tattoo makes her non-attractive, there's lots of people that would find that attractive. Yes. So you're fucking crazy for even having that thought. They're like, I can't imagine somebody would take this person home. Yeah. There's something out there for everybody. Like, she could be as strange looking to you as you could possibly think, but there is people out there that are attracted to all sorts of different things. Yeah, I would never take somebody home who was as fucking big of an idiot as this guy is. <laughs> I would be mortified to introduce him to my friends yeah. or my parents or anybody. I don't even I wouldn't even want to know this person. Yeah. So I don't care if you have a tattoo or if you look visibly normal, you're horrific. <laughs> yeah. That's I agree with all of that. <laughs> Yeah, that's interesting to me. Yeah, but I don't know. Yeah, it's, it seems like I, I have seen comments like and stuff like that about certain things that women do. Like sometimes a, a, a girl will shave her head mm-hmm. and there will be guys to be like, oh, like that's I wouldn't find I, I don't care. I would still find that attractive. Yeah. Depending on the person, if I'm attracted to them, I don't see why them not like having like a temporary short hair or even if it's permanent, I guess. Well, because they don't they don't fit into this role of like the demure. Yeah woman who is sort of like the stereotypical probably like 50s housewife idea of a woman this girl has a neck tattoo yeah that if she has a shaved head like that that's a woman who goes against the grain of like everything that a woman is supposed to be in yeah their mind. that stuff is changing now too though i know lots of moms with tattoos yeah. and weird that look what you would not think that the traditional mom would look like unconventional completely. Yeah. I hate how he says if it were hidden, I'd deal. No one's asking you to deal. She's not, <laughs> cares if you would deal. She probably would never date you in a million years. Yeah. I so want to like see the, Oh man, I wish we could connect to these people so we could like talk to the girl and be like, Hey, this guy thinks you're attractive but doesn't like your tattoo and see what she thinks about it <laughs> i can imagine what she thinks about it that's very very funny to me yeah where's there was one that i i, I don't know what happened to that question. that was my last question by the way that was your last question yeah okay well that's good because we're doing pretty good on time are we i feel like i'm and i feel like i'm coming down harsh on a lot of people today i I think that's fair. But I, wa- I warned you of my mood before we started. <laughs> I feel like all the people that we've dealt with today have been pretty shitty, so I think that's totally fair. Yeah, it's true. I don't know what I did with that question. Oh, there it is. Um, okay, so this person is saying, my best friend since college died suddenly. Prior to her death, we had talked about uh, my getting custody of her children and the event of such an occurrence. She was a single mother by choice and fortunately could afford to do it. I have been with her from day one and have watched her babies grow up, consider, the, consider them to be as much mine as hers. She has been estranged from her family for many years, so there was never any question as to who would take care of them if she wasn't able to. Some months before the accident, I became engaged, but now that there are kids in the picture, he has put the brakes on the engagement. He has always seemed to like our, like children and had expressed interest in having a family, but now he is saying that he isn't sure he wants the responsibility of taking on a pair of grieving five-year-olds. I am naturally very hurt, but agreed that if he doesn't feel like he can commit to being a father, then we cannot be married. How do I explain to people who are expecting me to get married in the next nine months that it is no longer happening without going into all the details of our life? Um, I don't know. I feel like the details are kind of obvious, right? Like 
they're going to know that this person took custody yeah. of those kids. I, I feel like it's just pretty simple to be like, he, we weren't ready for that. Yeah. I, I don't know. You could also just say nothing. You don't have to yeah, explain you don't, you don't, anything to anybody. Yeah. It just but didn't work out. Yeah. The, the, the same thing. You could be in the same situation regardless of the, if there was kids or for whatever the reason was. Sometimes engagements get called off. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that happens. I, I don't think I feel like it, it needs it, to be associated with this whole story of he didn't want to be a kid to these kids. A, a, father. a father to these kids. Yeah. Also, I mean, if people could think it's her too. She just lost her best friend. She's taking on this new thing. I feel like it's enough to, like you said, you don't even have to say anything. Yeah. But I feel like it's enough to say everything that's going on right now is really overwhelming and it's just not a good, like, it's just not a good time for us anymore. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Um, plus, I, f- I find people aren't really pushy. Like when people break up and you're like, oh, it just didn't work out. I, and not a lot of people are like, oh, but why? <laughs> Unless they're like crazy people. Not a, yeah, not a lot of people <laughs> yeah. cry that much. And and then if you, they say that, you, you know, I just don't really want to talk about it. People generally respect that. Yeah, so I think, exactly. Yeah, I think that's totally fine. <laughs> that sucks, though, because I get it. You know, like he's not wrong for feeling that way. Like he's not a villain. Mm-hmm. But it's just unfortunate. It is unfortunate. Because in my mind, I'm like just do it <laughs> like, just i i kind of feel the same yeah, way it's but like he's you know he you're ready life. to like getting get married which is kind of like a settling down kind of thing and maybe yeah. you wanted a family at some point I, I don't know i feel like it's like a kind thing to do i feel like it's a kind thing to do but a, you know a, but a kind thing to do and a lifetime commitment are are different yeah like it's it's it is a kind thing to do and while i'm like yeah you should just do it Mm. because yeah it's gonna be hard at first but you'll get through it it's like if if any part of him feels like he can't do that then he shouldn't you know i guess yeah not i i guess i forget sometimes that not everybody likes kids as much as i do yeah so it can be hard (laughs) creep (laughs) why (laughs) i'm kidding (laughs) Yeah, it's tough. I don't know. I don't know what to do about that. But I guess, man, I guess I have a soft spot in my heart for that because when my dad met my mom, she had three kids of her own already. Mm -hmm. And all of his family said not to, to marry her. Yeah. Because she was like a divorced person and had similarly the story that we had, (laughs) she had three kids and all this stuff. And, and my dad didn't care. He was already like, I think, supposed to get married to another person because they had like a arranged marriage kind of situation and he broke it off for my mom dang and raised my three siblings like they were his own and you know they growing up i didn't even know that they weren't like yeah yeah they because they always always called him dad so i didn't even know for a long time that they were like had a different biological father yeah so yeah, I, it's it's tough. I have a soft spot in my heart for that, and I kind of feel like it's you like this love this person so much, but not enough to like. And I totally get that, but but it's a little different because your dad went into the situation knowing this about your mom, so yeah. he chose that. Yeah, this person didn't. Yeah, but that's like that. I would feel like I'd like love this person even more for them being such an amazing person that they'd like take on these kids that just lost their mother you would think but i mean maybe the love that he felt for this person isn't enough you know 
I guess so. So maybe yeah. it's good that it didn't work out. Yeah, I mean, maybe it was enough to where he was like, okay, I'll marry. You know, some people are like... It's <laughs> real casual about this marriage Well, some thing. people like the girl really wants to get married and the guy... It, it, generally. That's fair. Generally okay. speaking. You're right. M- more often than not, if one of the people doesn't want to get married, it tends to be the guy. That was the case for me. Yes. <laughs> and they'll do it because the she girl is it. like... You, either we're doing this or we're not. And so they kind of are like, okay, mm-hmm. let's just do it. Yeah. So it could have been a sort of that situation where maybe he was like in love with her enough to get married, but not enough to up, upend his entire life. Yeah. Also, yeah. these kids are a little older. They're five. Yeah. You don't have to deal with them that long. Much I don't longer. know. I'd be afraid because five-year-olds in movies, Sometimes some stuff goes down. The five-year-olds, that's when they start to get creepy and scary. In what way? Oh, like from horror movies? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Their parents die, and then they start talking to the parents, and then, like, the parents are telling them to kill people, and... Ooh, I get it now. Actually, (laughs) yeah. The the parents were this woman's friend, though, so it's different. You think you maybe that friend never liked him? You know. That's fair. Oh. (laughs) <laughs> if she, like and i feel like little kids are just and i feel like even if it's not true like a grieving little kid could wake up in the middle of the night and be like mommy talk to me tonight and i would be like no 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 yeah i don't know i guess it depends on the kids uh, i can't imagine my kids doing something that like would that scared the shit out of me oh, it's so rough though that makes me so sad thinking of my kids mourning people it's like oh it's so rough yeah yeah. Well, hopefully they don't have to. <laughs> they don't have to. Yeah. I also hope that because I also don't want to die. But yeah, I think about that. It it's could be Madison. So sad. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> either one of you. It could be either one of us. Yeah, that would not be fun. What do you anybody. guys uh, do? You guys have plans if like both of you were to die? We should. But you don't. Yet we don't. Oh, OK. But uh, my family and I are extremely close. Yeah. So I'm sure they would take. Who's they? Take care of it. My sisters and my mom and my brother and... But who do you think would take primary care of them? I feel like maybe my mom. Mm-hmm. She... Uh, my youngest sister is just turned 18. So now she's got no kids. So <laughs> plenty of free time yeah. <laughs> to take care of some more kids, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. And she loves my kids mm-hmm. so much. Like, they're, I, f- I feel like they're the favorites. <laughs> Cause they're so sweet, especially my son Hugo is so sweet. Yeah. That that she just like feels so appreciated by him, and so like feel like if it wasn't her, she probably wants you to. She die probably so housed them. She and I, I was, she was, she's talking about how much uh, he reminds her of how I used to be at that age or whatever. So mm-hmm. just, I it's kind of nice. A sweet boy. I was very sweet. Uh, yeah. So I feel like. She might house them, but I'm sure everybody would still be very involved. Yeah. Like they, they had a um, a school assembly because my two nieces were going to be getting like awards and my sister couldn't make it. So she messaged all of the siblings and because we're all in a, in a group text thread together mm-hmm. and said, like, can you guys go? Because I can't. And me, my two sisters and my mom all went to support her daughters. Yeah. And just coincidentally, Hugo also won an award that day. So I just got lucky that I was there. (laughs) (laughs) Um, What about Madison's family? No, I don't think that would happen. Okay. Yeah. I I don't know if Madison's mom would want to take on that responsibility, but I'm sure my family would not want her to. Okay. 
I'll take them. <laughs> you want them? I'll raise them. <laughs> they have been wanting to meet you. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's so sweet. Because I always mention you. Yeah. And you were supposed to come down that one day. Yeah. So I said, oh, Brittany might come down and, you know, we might hang out with her or whatever. Uh, and they they were uh, getting mentally prepared for that and oh ended not. Oh my god! So. Now you're telling me I'm disappointing your kids, <laughs> Ugh, David. I'm just saying they're they've been they've been uh, they've been wanting to at least see who you are. They eat, you should. They also, they, they were supposed to meet you at Disneyland. Also, that one time. Oh yeah. You should tell them. They probably think that I'm your imaginary friend. <laughs> I think they're right. They don't believe <laughs> at least be like, no, she exists for real. <laughs> yeah, like my, they tell their therapist growing up, like my dad was crazy. Yeah. So if you're if you're gonna take over after I die, then yeah, you should probably at least get I to know them a little them. bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we're we're at uh, exactly an hour, but we did do a lot of pre-question banter. So should we answer one more question, maybe? Sure. Okay. I do like all the pre-question. B- I don't think any of it needs to be cut personally. That might be the case uh my friends nick and caroline might disagree sorry guys well you can fast forward a little bit <laughs> fast forward to the beginning if you really don't like it that there much, are some podcasts that i love and i'll sk- i'll skip the intros sometimes you know? <sighs> yeah that makes sense but some people like them so depends sometimes it depends on what i'm there for like Comedy Bang Bang, which I don't listen to that much anymore. Mm-hmm. But I used to love when certain people would come on and just talk as themselves for a while before they got into character. Yeah. And sometimes that would be like my favorite part of that episode. Right. Is we, when they did stuff before yeah. they did the characters. So like, what the fuck with Mark Marin? I hate the part where he just talks at the beginning and rants. Yeah. It's my least favorite part. I always, for the most part, after the like several times of listening to it i always fast forward through it but he's I not imagine very good at talking by himself though yeah, i don't know why I he imagine does that some people do like it i guess know? some people do yeah so but it seems to be the trend is that people don't well so what i'm saying <laughs> is just because two people told you they do not like the parts where we talk it's our favorite part i don't think the, you know we can leave it for us and they don't have to commit to listening to that part that's fair i also want to like make sure we make it the best quality that we can so i guess i'd have to like get some more feedback feedback about what they like about it and what they don't yeah but but i think we should get other people's feedback to see if if it's a trend that everybody hates that yeah then i'm willing to you know say okay for sure speaking of which actually we haven't addressed this yet because we, we've had a we've had a guest on all of them and i didn't want to get into it with other people okay but we had a, one of my friends that wrote in to talk about how they didn't like certain things that we had talked about. No, I thought we were never going to bring this up. Honestly, I, was, I thought about this the other day and I was like, oh, we never talked about we it. We didn't I talk about it. Gonna... I was putting it off. We don't have to talk about it now, but I did say that we would address it on a future episode. Okay. So, okay. <laughs> well, I guess let's address it. <laughs> and then we won't ask, answer another question. Well, it depends on how long it takes us to address this or if we'd even decide to keep it. We might not keep it. Okay. Do you want to get into it? Yeah, but can you, can you, I'll give you a refresher. Are you going to read the exact thing again? Because I will, I'm going to look back at the message so that I can kind of get an idea of what, because I don't want you to read it verbatim because it made me feel bad. I agree. And also, this is a friend of mine, so let's be conscious of that because I don't want to upset her. I know. Well, the reason it made me feel bad was because I didn't want to make someone feel bad, so I'm not going to try (laughs) and make her feel bad. Yeah, I understand that. And I, yeah, I get it. So, um, So basically, she was saying that 
Um, she has suffered from an eating disorder for a long time and mm-hmm. she has certain triggers. And so she felt that the way that we talked about food on a particular episode and the way that we talked about a, a particular person, which was the episode where the guy did not find his wife attractive anymore because she'd gained weight. Right. Um, how we, the way that we dealt about that was kind of upsetting to them because, um, I don't know, I guess you felt that it could be triggering to people so thought it would be helpful to add uh, trigger warnings to um, certain episodes that include diet talk or possible fat phobia. So, you know, I guess like felt like we should be careful about, um, you know, that kind of thing. So, so here's what I'll say about that because I, I, I never want to make somebody feel bad. Yeah. Um, but I feel like on a podcast where we're giving advice to people and people are writing in questions, sensitive topics are going to come up. And I feel like that's just sort of, I don't know about adding trigger warnings to every, I I don't, I don't know how I feel about that Um, because anything could trigger anybody at any time Mm -hmm. out in the real world. And I just feel like, I feel like I try my best to answer things. I feel like we weren't insensitive about that. I just said I could fathom how this person could feel that way. Yeah. And I'm not saying that was awesome of him, but I don't, I don't know. I I really, (laughs) I feel like you have something to say about it. I don't have a lot to say. I mean, I don't have anything in particular that I'm waiting to like explain. I just thought, that we should mention it just in case there was other people that were upset about the way that we talked about it. And I wanted to get your feedback on it. And also I guess what I would say is I agree that I think we do our best to try to tread carefully around being actually mean about things that are sensitive to people. Like sometimes we'll joke around about something and maybe somebody might find that offensive, but I I always feel like I try to be, mindful of that and all i can say is that we will continue to do that but also we're not qualified we're not real therapists we're just fucking around and i feel like i try my best not to be offensive but if i i guess if i feel a certain way about something and not offend somebody like i can't help that yeah and I, i guess my thing about like giving warnings on each episode is at what at what point does that end because yeah. me, this triggers her because of this something else could trigger like we talked about somebody whose parents died so then at the beginning do we say like hey if you've had a parent who died i think it just becomes too much yeah and it's like at, at the end of the day like we are not responsible for what other people f- feel you know like i've suffered from similar things. I don't know the extent of this person's eating disorder, but I was talking to you the other day about how I used to, for a good period of time, I would eat and I would throw up and it was a problem. And, you know, it's kind of like, I'll hear things or like, you'll see things that kind of make you want to do that sort of thing. And I don't think it's that, I don't think that person or that thing is to blame. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It can't be helped sometimes. And, and it, you know, that's unfortunate. I'm sorry that this person goes through that. I'm sorry certain things trigger them. But I think it's impossible to kind of, I think it's impossible to steer clear of that in every yeah. 
I, I agree with you on that topic. I understand maybe maybe the you would argue that so many people suffer from eating disorders that maybe it's a thing that affects people more than other things. Um, and that, that could very well be the case. But I think we talk a lot about like mental health and stuff on this podcast. And I think we have an understanding that people like struggle through different things that are not explained easily. And I, I feel like we have and maybe we'll continue to try to be mindful about that stuff but i don't think i think also we're joking around often yeah and so sometimes that will be clear and then sometimes i guess certain things might we might not realize are wrong for whatever reason because we're not like actually experts on this and i wouldn't take any of our advice seriously because sometimes we purposely give bad advice right because that's more entertaining for us and so hopefully you don't actually take the advice too seriously where this is more like for fun than it is for you to actually be like hey unless you do solicited advice in yeah. which case we'll definitely do our best to to help with that and in no situation would somebody write in and we'd be like actually fat shame or fat like or be not conscious of the fact that we might be doing something that could be toxic. Yeah. In that and way. I would We'd probably be very careful in that situation. I am. And it's not even a matter of me like trying to be very careful of that. It's just like, I legitimately feel like I don't, I don't feel this thing. Like mm-hmm. I don't feel like I have to be careful about fat shaming because I don't think there's anything wrong with being fat. Like I would never fat shame somebody because I, that's just not, in me so if I ever like have an offensive point of view I feel like most of the time it's because I'm kidding Mm -hmm. and if I'm ever not then uh, like that's not my intent you know so like like I said I feel really badly about this and that's when when you brought that up to me I was kind of like ugh, I I just like don't really know how to to handle that or to think to feel about that um it's just hard it is very difficult yeah yeah, I, I agree that it's, uh, I, I'm, I'm kind of iffy about the whole trigger warning thing. I'm definitely not leaning towards that direction at all. And I, and I do apologize to the person if they're listening, like I'm not trying to be an asshole or anything like that. But also, I don't know, this is the way that we do our podcast. Yeah, I, I guess it should. We'll try to be mindful about certain things like that. I guess one of the things was the friend that was asking about snacking and the way that we answered that question about eating snacks at work or whatever, which could be a thing that is sensitive to people that have to hear people talk about how to like maintain diet and shit like that. But I think that's what we're talking about that worked for us. Yeah. Specifically. It's I mean, not I, like have, everybody I have every should right to talk about what you do. What that I works do. For you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, I, I'm sorry if that triggers somebody, but I feel like, I guess this is the trigger warning. This podcast, we talk about things that are very personal to people. Yeah. And it, I guess that could trigger some people. Yep. So. But I, but I, like you said, the, the same could go for anything. Like yeah. any medium that you watch, anything that you watch. I mean, I watch shit all the time. Like if you watch a disturbing movie, it's not going to have a warning. Right. You know what you're getting yourself into. Yeah. I, I, I don't know. Yeah. Or even some stuff that you don't like, sometimes you can be a little bit surprised by what, what could affect you in a certain way. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, yeah, I don't know. It's crazy out there. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I guess like what other mediums would do that? I, I don't think I've, I've ever seen, listened I've seen trigger to warnings on anything except for like a Buzzfeed article, maybe that or specific like articles that are talking about, Hey, we're about to say, 
what happened to this person's like sexual assault in detail. So like skip forward if you don't want to read that or whatever. Yeah. I've seen stuff like that. And on very rare occasions, like on last podcast on the left where they go into detail about the graphic things that happen to a specific person. It'll be like a gold star, gold episode. star thing. Yeah. And they'll, they'll give you kind of like a heads up of like, Hey, okay. So we're about to say this be warned, but that's like, we're talking like extremely disturbing. Yeah. <laughs> descriptions of like mutilated people. Right. Like beyond the realm of like normal, mm-hmm. like the, the kind of thing that should upset anybody that Ev- everybody, everybody in general. Yes. yes. Unless you're just like, so you're like, oh, you're like a sociopath or something. You just don't feel things like that. Then <laughs> <laughs> the gold star episodes are my favorites. Um, yeah. I mean, like I said, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I'm sorry. I, I just I, like, I, I, that is not the direction that I would like to go in either. Mm-hmm. I feel like it kind of goes without saying, but I am yeah. sensitive to that. I will. We are, we, we are, we are trying our best here. And if you want to continue to listen, please do. I don't think we're going to have several episodes where something like that will happen. This episode had no talk about any, I think like you'd probably agree with everything that we said. <laughs> I don't Maybe know. not. I don't know. I don't know. Sometimes we just say shit and we're not even paying attention to it. Like, a podcast is a very especially the this podcast that we do as edited as i make it it's very unedited and it and it's hard because it's me and you talking and we're good friends yeah so sometimes i mean while we're doing a podcast it's kind of like at a certain point i'm just talking to david mm-hmm. and then you sort of listen to it after and you're like okay <laughs> <laughs> i said that yeah to, i said that to david but <laughs> <laughs> but now other people know also <laughs> yeah um so yeah i mean it's hard and we're trying to be good people and that yeah I, i'm trying to be a good person all the time which yeah. is why i am taking what you're like to my friend i'm taking what you're saying seriously and i care about you a lot i don't want you to feel bad listening to this podcast i'm hoping that there won't be any other occasions where that happens i really don't think there's going to be and if there is another thing that comes up like that i i don't know if we'd handle it differently but i mean i honestly I, I guess I could kind of understand what might have upset some people, but I don't know that we did anything necessarily offensive on the on that episode to mm-hmm. make somebody feel bad on purpose. Right. So. Okay. Sorry. Ah, <laughs> uh, cool. So if anybody has any <laughs> any advice that they want to ask, then you can message us at unsolicited advice podcast one at gmail.com or you can message us personally on facebook or instagram or text us if you know us that well if we're cool like that we don't even text we don't have each other's phone numbers so (laughs) So we can only do this through facebook messenger but (laughs) if you have our numbers you can text us uh or if you just see us on the street and you happen to just just for whatever fucking reason you just are a fan of unsolicited advice i mean if you listen to this podcast i think that you know that like maybe don't talk to me that's fair right now you wouldn't even want to handle it not even a fan if they're like hey i love your podcast i'd be really concerned about um where i should look at them like in the (laughs) eyes and the chest (laughs) specifically the chest whether a man or a woman just stare at the chest at the chest yeah i've been having sometimes i check out at grocery stores i don't know where to look at the lady it's been real i've been having a rough go of it i don't think the cashiers care i'm sure they don't i don't think they do i'm almost positive i'm almost always looking right through the person yeah I don't have to check that often, but when I do, I'm just like looking to leave as soon as possible. Yeah. So I'm like, they are, if I, if somebody went through my line and then 10 seconds later was like, describe the person that went through your line right now, I'd, 
I didn't. I wouldn't even know their ethnicity or gender. Yeah, David, <laughs> trust me, I know. I know. Nobody cares as much as I care. I'm just struggling with every interaction right I now. Understand. That's all I'm saying. That's fair. But yeah, I mean, come up to me. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> okay, if you if you're a fan of the podcast and you have a questions, I guess maybe don't address Brittany in person. If you were just <laughs> like, hey, I have this advice question and I want to tell you right now in person, go ahead and tell me. I'll probably tell you to message us or email us, but I'll definitely listen to it. I won't answer it there. I'd rather do it on the podcast. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, make sure you, you do that. And do, do you have any updates on your Instagram that you wanted to share with the audience or no? Oh, so I did create the Costco sample Instagram. Okay. Um, I have not yet made any um, content content, but I thought of a name and I created it and that is the first step and it's called Slammin' Samples. <laughs> Perfect. Because it has three meanings. Slammin' like you're slamming them back. Yeah. Slammin' like you're talking shit. Yeah. And slamming like, ooh, this was so good. It's slamming. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think it's great. I love it too. Thank you. When it came up at the Blarney Stone, I thought it was like instant classic. Yeah. So yeah, now we just got to get some stuff going for that and you'll be ready to go. Exactly. Instagram famous coming soon. Next episode, I'll have a post. Yes, let's hope so. Yes, we don't want to lie to our fans. No, and I feel like <laughs> I never have. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you did the email, you did the Instagram. Yeah, only took an episode each. Yep. Okay. Cool. All right. Well, thank you for listening, and don't overdo anything. Futuristic, would ya? Put your two lips on my wooden kiss, it could ya? See yourself with a nigga working harder than I.